Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, number one podcast network for professionals, featuring 398 shows with a stable of former players and local media personalities. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always... Yo, hey, yo, what's up? It's me, it's me, it's Lukey C, a.k.a. the happiest sports fan around. Did you see my man BK chip in on 17 yesterday? My favorite part, so we're going to talk about the Super Bowl today. Oh, we are? Why? And my favorite part of last night, two things. Number one was going back and reading through Luke's timeline throughout the course of the day and i will give him this he does not go back and delete terrible tweets so i gotta give him some props on that one but my second favorite thing was i'd say with about four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter he started doing golf tweets i love it so folks he did it again he did it again Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl, fifth Super Bowl MVP. That's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get into that, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. I didn't do very good on the props. I only hit one. Nothing else did I hit. The only one I hit was the was the headband. How'd you do? I hit one of the three that I gave out on the show last week, and I hit three of my 15 that I put in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. No, I actually did okay. I didn't I didn't uh you know, I was obviously heavy chiefs um and the over and really um, yeah that's and, a little uh, surprising to me. But I, uh, I was able. I, I made enough on the the props to to kind of mitigate it. But um, so I guess the moral of the story is is hopefully you fans were very selective about the props that you listened to us on. Yeah. So I missed on the. Uh, uh, I had over one half passing touchdown from Mahomes in the first quarter. Obviously, that one missed. And I had. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why did it miss? And I had under ten point five yards on Kelsey's first reception. That one hit right. Yeah, and then I missed, obviously, on Chiefs, the margin. I missed on everything except for the headband. I missed on 10 touchdowns. I missed on the 71 to 77 points. I missed on exactly three points that I thought it was the spread was going to be, and I missed on uh, the first touchdown would be a Brady touchdown pass. I had a chance there, right? I mean, I had a chance, but we, we didn't hit on many of those. So football's over. Well, if Tyreek Hill would just hold on to the ball in the first quarter, I, you know, I had I had a big one on him for first game touchdown and first Chiefs touchdown, and uh, obviously it would have hit on the Mahomes first quarter. 
So football is over, but the good news is, is Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. So Luke and I may, may be getting into Grammy picks here. Hey, uh, I've got an, I've got another golf. I got another you got golf one pick. for this? Yeah. Go ahead. How, you, we never covered it. How'd you do on the golf pick from two weeks ago? It hit. Okay. It hit. Uh, good. I can't remember who I picked, but he beat Jason Brendan Day. Todd or something, something like that. But yeah, I'm getting pretty good at these. Uh, he is these well, matchup picks. You're two. You're two and zero. Oh. You, yeah. you picked one before football season started, and now you picked this one. So you're two and zero. Oh. It's Corey Connors. I took Corey Connors, Kent State alum. So who do you got this week? I got. Go ahead, give me Frankie Molinari at plus one twenty one to beat Jordan Spieth. Spieth is uh, minus one forty five in that bet. I just think that. Uh, you know, obviously he had the electrifying 61 on Saturday. And I think this is, uh, I think Frankie gets him. He's got a couple top tens in his last uh, two outings. So he's in good form as well. So give me Francesco Molinari at plus 121. Bet online has hundreds of props with real time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24 hour casino. It never closes. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Super Bowl 55. Bit of a bittersweet situation. I'll save my commentary. The funny thing is, is I, I, I'll say this before I, I open it up to Luke. I am usually extremely prepared for this show. Lots of notes, lots of little fun facts that I bring to it. But I don't, I don't have any of that today because uh, I'm here to talk about one one thing. So I will give Luke the floor to talk Super Bowl, and then I will make my comments. What did you think about the game? <laughs> So kind of you to let me Hold speak on. before you fillet Tom Brady. What stuck out to you the most? What What are the big takeaways for you? You know what What did you think were the keys to the game? Uh, which player did you think or 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 group was the most uh, disappointing for the losing team? And uh, just just some thoughts. You know, you know. Let's stick to this game, and then maybe we'll we'll talk a little bit about you know heading into the off season and those kind of things. Yeah, I think, um, and I had texted you last night, I, right away, it was a little concerning to me was the, the script that Casey had. I'd uh, talked about it last week on the show that they'd have to spread them out, go a little empty, uh, jets, jet motions. Tyreek Hill got one handoff in that, the entire game. So to me, it was, it was I don't know what they were thinking with the game plan. Um, that was the biggest takeaway, was like you knew that they were going to you knew that they had a good pass rush. Uh, they got via via back. Those ends are good. And you have two backup tackles in and you really did nothing at all to help them. It was mostly just, Hey Pat, go make a play. Casey used five man protection on 92% of their dropbacks. <laughs> those two backup tackles were just out there on islands by themselves against those guys. And they kept running five and seven step drops. You know, there was no quick game. You know, I mentioned that I thought they'd be more horizontal uh, this week than they than they had been, and they, they didn't do any of that stuff to try and you know minimize that pass rush and help themselves. Obviously, the offensive line was the most disappointing for for Kansas City. Four of those guys started in their Week Twelve matchup against the Bucks, so I'd I mean I granted two of them were playing in different positions, but I 
you just have to do a better job if you're Andy Reid. You can't <laughs> and I don't want to kill the guy too hard. You know, he's got some stuff in his personal life right now that, you know, might have might have had something to do with it. But you got you just gotta do a better job than that. Like, um <clears throat> and uh, you know, Pat was under pressure all night and you know, he started bailing the pockets backwards on those third and longs and fourth and longs. And it's like, that's, you know, we, we saw early on in the game when he was stepping up in the pockets, he could run, you know, he had lanes all day. So I'm just looking through my notes right now. Cause I didn't really prepare anything for the show. I'm just looking at my notes from last night and not um, much to prepare. No. So, you know, there was a couple Kelsey drops, especially one on third and long that would it was like third and 11. And I think it would have went for about 14 or 15 yards. You know, I think my favorite note in here is Drake from state farm. So that was the only commercial I remember. I, that was that was a good commercial. And do we do we ever find out what happened with the punter? Like, why was that guy punting and not Colquitt? Did they I, I did they even mention it? No, they didn't. And he was a rookie, and they were talking about him having a little trouble in pregame. So, oh man, that was bad. That was bad. So, just looking at my notes, I just remember thinking, okay, it's fourteen to three at this point, and. The Chiefs had put together a little drive and then they go back to these weird runs and this, you know, it's third and long and you're, you're running more five and seven step drops for, for Mahomes. So you have to kick another field goal. And, uh, you know, the offsides on the next possession that erased the field goal and gave them the first down, you know, I knew that was going to be big. So they're down 21, six at half. And at that point I was still comfortable. You know, I felt like, I felt like they thought they were okay. I know you, I thought they were going to make it. They didn't make any adjustments, like not, not like nothing. And I understand that that pass rush is good, I, and your offensive line is not. But you got to do something. You you know they did try some some quick hitters to Hill on the outside that got uh, that got stuffed out. I just don't really understand. Like I I get it. The guy won seven Super Bowls, but I don't get why he's why he's being held up. Like this was clearly the defense. He didn't do anything that. 18 to 20 other quarterbacks couldn't have done in that game. He, I mean, he completed 21 passes. He was one for four on passes over 20 yards. I just didn't think that that he did anything that was over-the-top spectacular. I mean, the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. That's the most impressive thing from this game. The Chiefs did not score one touchdown. 95 penalty yards on Kansas City is the most in a half. I saw a lot of people bitching about the refs. The only call I really had a problem with was the pass interference uh, there was consecutive ones to end the half. Breland, that's the just, one against Matthew. Yeah, the one on Breland was just terrible. Like by by Breland, I don't right. you know that was clearly pass interference. I told you what I thought though. I the next, I, I the think. Next, go ahead. I I, th- I just I think that he thought I he I'm beat and I got to tackle this fucker so he doesn't score a touchdown. Yeah, and, I, and that makes sense. But you know the one the one to Gronk where yeah with Matthew in the end zone. The ball, Brady's throwing that ball away. I mean, it was nowhere close to being catchable, but 95 penalty yards on Kansas City. And obviously they just had a possession before that where a penalty cost them at a minimum four points because they ended up scoring the touchdown. And then two more penalties on that drive, which effectively gave them seven more points. So they spotted them 14 points. At this point, I don't think that, I think that most people were thinking, okay, they're going to make some kind of adjustment. They're not going to keep spotting them field position and all these penalties. And they just never did. I mean, it was it was the worst Kansas City game that they've played in three years. By expected points, it wasn't even close. It was only the third time in a Mahomes game that they had negative expected points on offense. I'm just more surprised at the Chiefs' game plan than 
than than the fact that there was constant pressure. I mean, we had to know that was coming. I, I just I, we talked about everyone talked about it last week. Um, yeah, it wasn't just the water cooler. Yeah, I mean, it was everybody. I mean, like I just don't really, I just didn't really get it. You know, it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of close to watching Doug Peterson embarrass Bill Belichick from a few years ago. Like he just completely outcoached him. And and we saw that last night, uh, specifically Todd Bowles and Byron Lefwich just danced circles around Andy Reid all night. I don't really have much other than that. I just can't believe there was no, there was not more horizontal game. This was really bad, just really bad game plan from Kansas City and picked a really bad time to play your worst game of the past three years. I agree wholeheartedly. I thought that the worst group was the Kansas City coaching staff without a doubt. When they tried to run the ball, they actually were effective. And I talked last week about if the Tampa Bay pass rush started to get to Mahomes, would they be able to run the football? And they actually could. It's just they're so set in their ways and they're so used to being able to sort of score at will and do whatever they want to that I believe that even down to the end there with you know four or five minutes left to go in the game, I, I, I feel like they still had a chance to win. They could have changed their game plan up, made adjustments, started running the ball a little bit more, and they just – they chose not to. Honestly, I, I I really wasn't that surprised with the way the game played out. Did I think it would be closer and more high scoring? Sure. I had a sense after the first two drives of both teams kind of exactly what was going to happen. You know, you, you say Brady didn't do that much. He was 16 to 20 in the first half. It's the first time a quarterback's ever thrown for 80% and a half in the Super Bowl before. He's throwing the ball five yards down the field. He threw for 80%, 16 to 20 for three touchdowns. <laughs> they rushed. Mahomes ran. I, I saw this stat everywhere today, but I'm still going to say it. Mahomes ran around, scrambled for 498 yards in that game. I mean, 498 yards. He was either moving backwards side to side or you know running for his life with a guy that clearly clearly the foot was an issue I talked about that in the keys of the game how how big of an issue it would be certainly he started limping and hobbling a little bit more uh, as the game went on which generally guys with injuries do <laughs> you know when they're getting beat when they have injuries they start they start hobbling a little bit more Mahomes got pressured more times than any quarterback's ever been pressured in Super Bowl history. 25% of dropbacks, according to PFF, 31 total pressures on his 56 dropbacks. 29, you know, and they did it. Tampa Bay did it by blitzing the least amount they have all season. They only only called – Bulls only called five design blitzes the whole game. So they were able to get the pressure like we talked about with – with four guys, they were able to just absolutely – I think what we saw is there's a formula for Kansas City, and it's cover two, rotate the safety over Tyree Kill, and let Kelsey try to beat you, which 
look, more times than not, that's not going to work, right? I mean, that's that's still a formula for success for Kansas City. But, you know, against elite teams, hyper Devin White was the best player on the field. Without without a question. I talked about him last week, too. You know, making plays. He's made a play in every playoff game they had. Made a play against Washington. Made a play against New Orleans. Made a play against Green Bay. And then he made an, a play again last night. I mean, he, the, the game was over. But he really slammed the door close. You do not like talking about culture. You're just not a you're you're you are an analytics guy that believes it's all based on the numbers, you know, predictability, focusing on things that have happened in the past that that will determine the future. And Jim Nance talked about it last night, and this is the reality. Prior to this season, Tom Brady was the winningest person in sports. And Tampa Bay was the losingest franchise in sports. He went to a 7-9 football team, and they won the Super Bowl last night. For the seventh time, fifth MVP. I mean, the guy is just, it's amazing. It's amazing the difference that he makes for an organization, for for the culture. And here's the thing. Brady isn't Superman on Sundays anymore or Saturdays or Mondays or whatever, right? Like, he's not Superman on Sunday anymore. Like, he's still very, very good. He still is a difference maker. But where he makes the difference is Monday through Friday. Uh, you know, they talked about it on the telecast, in the locker room, in the meetings, all week long, he's sending guys texts at 11 o'clock at night saying that we're going to win this game. You know, he's – I talked about it last night, man. And, you know, this reference may may go over the head of some people. We're No more GOAT. No, no more greatest of all time conversation. Because that was like eight years ago, right? That was like seven years ago. Like that's what we we're talking about. Now it's it's Baba Yaga, right? He's in John Wick territory. He is the boogeyman. Like – like, he is the story that you tell little kids <laughs> to give them nightmares. Like, he's on the level of Tyson in his prime, like the intimidation factor, what he brings to the table, how he impacts a game before the game is even played. There's nothing to even say anymore. He's the greatest athlete in any sport of all time. It's the hardest sport to win at, and he's won more. He's played in 18% of the Super Bowls. 18%. His career's not over yet. He's played in 50... He's played in 18% of the total Super Bowls. He's played in 50% of the Super Bowls since he's been in the league. It's the top spot in the top sport. It's the hardest spot in the hardest sport. And he's found a way to just absolutely change, revolutionize. Uh, it's just ironic, right? On the on the weekend that Peyton Manning, who was the greatest, you know, the second greatest quarterback of of his time, right? And Brady was there. 
right, against Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers who were in that conversation, who Brady walked through to get here. And then Pat Mahomes, who everybody's like trying to crown as the, the greatest of all time already, Brady and that team, I mean, they it look, it's not Pat Mahomes' fault, right? I mean, he played outstanding, but he was embarrassed on a scale that is it, it, there's there's it's not recoverable. You know what I mean? Like it's not recoverable. Like instead of being six and two, it's now seven and one. There's now a formula for that Kansas City system. I'm not calling Mahomes a system quarterback. There is a formula for that system now that has happened on TV. You know, and Brady's 2-0 and against Mahomes in the playoffs. So, I don't know. You know, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, it's just Baba Yaga, baby. That's it. He really, Tom Brady, I'll tell you what. He was really great last night on, on all those pass rushes. Did you not listen to anything I just said about just the team, the culture? That defense, it, the same players on defense were there last year when, when uh, I almost said Byron Leftwich, when James Winston was there. The difference, and the funny thing is, all the players that scored came their to Tampa Bay. defense was good last year. Came to Tampa Bay because Brady went there. The Gronkowski, two touchdowns. Antonio Brown, one touchdown. Leonard Fournette, cast away. The team that he played for didn't even want him because he was a bad locker and bad culture guy. Difference in the game. I mean, he had 60 yards, 60, 70 yards rushing, a touchdown, huge touchdown run that really started to push the game away. And then he had several, you know, bailouts when Kansas City actually did get uh, pressure. And then the, the kicker suck up, you know. I mean, these are all guys that weren't there last year that came there probably because of Tom Brady and, man. I mean, it's just, how could you bet against this guy? You know what I mean? Like, how? The, the guy I feel the worst for is Mahomes. Because he had the chance. You know, like, he had the chance. He had the LeBron versus Jordan. Well, that's probably stretching it a little bit. But he had the LeBron versus Jordan moment. And, I mean, we saw 31 to 9. Should have been 38 to 9. They got lucky. A huge defensive stand. You know, I mean, they couldn't even get in the end zone. He's out there running for his life. I mean, I get it. Like some of those passes, you know, where he was like running and like flying through the air and throwing them. I mean, those were pretty miraculous. They would have been even more miraculous if the receivers would have caught him for touchdowns, but. You know, it's a tough game, man. It's a tough game for Mahomes. Tough for his legacy. You know, he's always going to be, you know, he's always going to be chasing Brady. And now the Brady fans out there are always going to be able to say, well, you had your chance and you lost. So just tough, tough, tough night. Tough night for Pat Mahomes. I feel, I, I do feel for him because he's, what, 25 years old. You At just 20 nailed it. You just nailed it. He's 25 years old. This does nothing. To taint his legacy. What if he goes and wins? Five I didn't. Or I didn't say his legacy was tainted. He said it was a tough night for his legacy. Is yeah, it was said. because now he's always. It, it, it's a race for number two. I mean, Brady's put so much distance between himself. Look, it's probably not going to happen. But what if Mahomes just wins nine? What if he wins nine? What if he? What if he goes nine and one in Super Bowls? I, do I think that's going to happen? No. 
But what if he does? I, I just think yes. this is a ridiculous conversation. No, no, it's not. Yeah. What if he does? So, so we're sitting here 14 years from now in season 16 of the water cooler, right? And we're sitting here and you're going, man, Pat Mahomes just won his ninth Super Bowl. He's 9-1. and one. What is my response going to be? What's the oh, one? He, he lost the game 20 years ago. To, to he lost the game twenty years ago, to a forty-three year old in a game where he couldn't even do much, where he was the only quarterback on the that's ever lived that could make it look as halfway decent as he did. I mean, they didn't score any touchdowns, and I mean, no, I don't. No one, else, no one else would have put up nine points in that situation. I don't know. I think. I think. I think the Browns actually could have beat the Bucks. To be honest with you, but that's neither here nor there. They would have just ran the ball down their throats. Clearly, they could run the ball last night. Anyway, let's. This this isn't about the Browns. This is about this is about the the greatest athlete of all time. You know, in his coronation, and really, honestly, I believe this is a defining moment in Brady's career, right? Because it shows. You know, he goes up against the next guy. Everybody thought the torch was going to be passed. You know, it he's, it's going to be passed. He's still. Yeah. Yeah, of course. He's of course, because eventually in nine years, he's going to retire the The whole Belichick thing. He's a system quarterback. Clearly, that's not the case because Belichick, you know, what the what would they go seven and nine this year? You know, so they had a litany of other things going on, too. I, I get it. I understand none of these things. These are just all contributing factors to just how special, unique, and I mean, how often, how often. So you're a little bit younger than me, right? So you didn't really get to see Jordan in his prime. And I did, you know, and I, I didn't. And, and and I see LeBron in his prime, and I'm able to sort of compare the two. So you're this is very similar for you. You're going to be able to, you know, really do that. Remember, you know, Brady and Mahomes. It's the problem is, is you're so biased against Tom Brady that it clouds your, your judgment of just how great and remarkable. I mean, like, this is the guy that you would want Rory to be like, like to grow up to be like, just everything about him, everything. False. He does every, I, I mean, if I had a son, I, little Ryan Michael Jr., I would want him to be like Tom Brady. He's Captain America, man. He's a piece of shit. That's so mean and wrong. It's not wrong. I'm not getting into it on the podcast. You, you could do your own research on, on it, but... Uh, what do you oh, that's not nice man he's he is he's a great human being i will say he does ha he is you know i i don't think he's the greatest athlete ever i think that's a stretch but uh i will say that it's he does have the most impressive resume it's the it's the it's the it's the goat resume you know you are your resume sure <laughs> i mean i don't know what else to say so, all right, I've just fawned over Tom Brady for, I don't know, what, about 20 minutes now? And about 19 minutes too long. So, 19 minutes too long. So, Vegas already has Kansas City as the favorite for next year. They got a lot of free agents. Nobody critical, 
right? But it's a lot of, and I'm I'm gonna go down the list and just kind of, and and I don't know how many of these guys are they're gonna be able to sign. I know their cap situation isn't great. It's certainly not dire, but it's not great. I think that Tampa has a much better chance of bringing back their guys. Because now, you know, you're in a situation where a lot of these guys, I think they're going to start, you know, like Antonio. They're going to lose Godwin for sure. And they're probably going to lose one of the linebackers. Do you think they're going to lose both of them? Are they going to lose Barrett and? I think so. I, they'll they'll bring one of them back, probably White. Well, he's not a free agent, is he? Oh, I thought he was. No, Levante, David, and oh, da- oh, David. Barrett. Yeah, David. So, but when you look at when you look at Kansas City, Sammy Watkins, he's not coming back. Demarcus Robinson, I don't know if he's coming back. Okafor, Austin Ryder, Bashad Breland, Daniel Sorensen, their fullback, Mike Pennell, Mike Reamers, uh, another defensive end. I can't pronounce his name. Tanoa, he's not. You know, Stefan Wisniewski. Damian Wilson, Taco Charlton, Le'Veon Bell, nothing. Daniel Kilgore, DeAndre Baker, Kalichi Osemele, Antonio Hamilton, Ricky Seals-Jones, nothing. Alex Brown, By- uh, Byron Pringle, Nick. That's a lot of free agents, a lot of depth on the offensive and defensive line. All their wide receivers, really, besides... Tyreek Hill. I mean, this is a situation now where you paid your you paid your quarterback fifty million dollars, and the salary cap's going down next year. You got the highest paid tight end in the NFL, which he deserves it. Both those guys deserve it. But this is kind of what we always talked about. So, do you think it's a little premature with the amount of depth on the offensive and defensive line that that they are in position to lose? I mean, do you think it's a little premature to call them the favorite, or are you just in the position now where I got Mahomes, I got Hill, I got Kelsey, we still got Chris Jones, you know what I mean? We still got Tyron Matthew, we still got the core. That makes us that makes us the favorite really for now and in the next several years. Yeah, all four of the I believe all four of those guys are locked up. I'm not sure about Jones. They just gave him a shitload of money two years. That's what ago. I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and, yeah, and and uh, Kelsey got his extension recently, and I'm pretty sure Hill is locked up too. Um, so as long as they have those guys, they're the favorite. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, you know, obviously they need to get some work on their 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 line, but you know they're missing their starting tackles. I, I mean, against any team, you, you're gonna look you're gonna look rough without your starting tackles. Um, so, you know, they'll get those guys back. I just – and, I mean, they'll learn. They'll learn from this, and uh, Hill is locked up for the next two years, so through 2022. And, um, you know, Mahomes, you talked about his big deal. I don't think it's – the cap is going down, but he's only got a $24 million cap hit. I don't believe they have, like, any space or anything, but – uh I just don't think that deal is great. I think it'll end up getting reworked. So I don't think it hurts them long term. But um, but yeah, as long as they have those guys, like I think that they're the favorites. There's obviously a lot that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, starting frankly in three weeks, 
the league year ends basically on March 1st, right? So, or on February 28th, there's quarterback moves that are still out there to be made. There's free agency. There's the draft in your mind right now, you know, who do you think, let's start with the AFC first. And and we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this. We'll do off season recaps and preseason previews. And I'm sure that this topic will come up and there's a lot of movement to be made, but based on, the teams as they sit today and just a year of more experience, a year of more seasoning, who do you think is the biggest threat to Kansas City in the AFC? Hmm. I mean, this is this is going to sound kind of weird, but I think Buffalo right now is probably the second best team in the AFC. But I don't think they have what it I, I don't think I don't think they match up well. Obviously, we saw we saw what happened. They're just so good. I think, you know, you, you mentioned you thought Cleveland might have beat Baltimore I, or uh, Tampa I, Bay. I definitely think that the Browns could have beat Buffalo. And I definitely – look, I was joking a little bit on, on the Tampa Bay thing. I just – look, I, I, I believe in my mind right now that the Browns are either the second or third best team in the AFC. Yeah, and I, I've been – I've said that since, you know, since the season ended. I, I, I didn't back down from that. I th- I do I think I think Buffalo might be better. Um, but I think the way that Cleveland plays, obviously they need to find another pass rusher. I think they that they are an interesting, an interesting matchup there. We'll see what happens with Tennessee. Um, I I just I don't think that they're in that that class. I think Tennessee's going to be looking for a new head coach next year. Ah, I know. I think that's the direction they're going to go next season. And that's not the first time you're going to hear me say that unless they do something crazy, um, you know, in the off season here, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. We talked at length about this team in particular, uh, but I think, I think Baltimore is a team that could, I don't think they're a huge threat in the sense that we've seen what happens when they, when they, when they get down. But when you have a guy like Lamar, think that you can you can concoct ways to beat to beat them. To beat Kansas City. Correct. Yeah. But I don't think look, I, I think I think Kansas City is prohibitive favorite of of those three teams. And I think those would probably be the three that I would say would be Buffalo, Cleveland, and to a lesser extent Baltimore. So as it sits here today. You know, barring any drastic changes, obviously draft. And look, Buffalo bringing back both coordinators. I mean, that's a huge, huge thing for them. You know, Tampa- everyone thought that they were going to lose Dayball. You know, he didn't get a job. So I think that's very, very big for Buffalo. So when we, we, we talked about the AFC, let's just a little bit about the NFC. Do you think that this is a situation where we could see a rematch? Hey, wait a minute. Before we move on, what, what about this one? The Los Angeles Chargers. Well, I certainly like their head coach. I certainly like their quarterback. I like the team. I see the Chargers being a lot like the Browns were this year, a year too early. I think the Browns kind of overachieved. The Browns were probably a a 9 and 7 team that found a way to go 11 and 5. They got a lot better and they had to battle a lot of injuries and those kind of things. I think the Browns were more of a result of their schedule and you know, they just faced a lot of adversity. I see the Chargers being a lot like that. I see 2022 being the year that the Chargers are, are a real player. 
and they got to play Kansas City twice. There's a lot of familiarity there. I think teams that lack familiarity have have a better chance against Kansas City, I guess. I don't know. The Raiders played them tough. Yeah. You know, what do you do? Uh, but that defense is stacked, man, if they can just stay healthy. I mean, that, that's been uh, the For the Chargers, but they can't right. stay healthy. See, Derwin I mean, James hasn't even played yet, basically. Uh, that's wild. If they get on the field, but, you know, and I forgot that they added uh, – Chris Harris too, so you know Harris Hayward but he all year, right? He? I think so. Bosa, you know, he's always sort of been a guy that's had the injury bug a little bit and couldn't really stay healthy. Melvin Ingram, they got a good linebacking. Look, yes, I I, I think so, uh, but I'll go it, ahead and throw them in there. I'll I'll, I'll put them as my fourth. Where's Keenan Allen now on on here's on his career arc? He's a guy that's kind of had trouble staying healthy. Austin Eckler was on another show on the Believe Podcast Network on the Charity Stripe, talking about how you know he's not a guy that wants to have 400 touches a year. He wants to limit his touches to about 180 to 200 touches a year. So you already know that. Do they have somebody else besides Eckler? I don't know. You know, Mike, Balazs, baby. Mike Williams has never really been what he, you know, he's shown flashes. Hunter Henry's another one. Can't stay healthy. Shown flashes. I mean, look, they got the talent, but I don't know. NFC. Do you think that we're going to see a, a repeat or do you think that, you know, maybe next year some surprise team? Do you think maybe it's. Green Bay's year next year. I don't know. I mean, what 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 does your gut tell you as we stand one day? You know, with seven months before we see games again. I don't know. Kind of, kind of like uh, like Kansas City. If they got those guys, I think they're they're their favorite. Um, I mean, I guess if Brady's there, I'm just going to keep picking them too. I mean, it might as well. Well, they're going to lose Godwin for sure. I, I think that's I think that's for sure. I think they're going to lose Godwin, and I think they're going to lose Shaq Barrett. Which Shaq Barrett was an absolute. You know, Devin White was the best player, but, you know, Shaq Barrett was the second best player on that defense last night. So uh, their secondary, while they while they played really good last night, there was a good game plan. That secondary has been suspect all year. Suspect all year is the wrong, wrong way to say it. It's been there. It's been the weakness, the back end. I don't know. What about a team like Dallas? Interesting. If Dak, um, if Dak can stay healthy, that offensive line, Zeke has maybe one more, two more good years left in him. Obviously, that receiving core. A team like Dallas, I think, is a team that you could see, you know, going from what they go five and eleven or whatever to, you know, eleven and five or twelve and four. I don't know. Dallas is a team that that I'm that I'm looking at and. There's so much uncertainty with this quarterback movement. I mean, I mean, certainly the Rams. We talked about him last week. What happens with Atlanta? Arthur Blank said he would be shocked if Matt Ryan wasn't a Falcon next year. I think that that is shocking. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You're gonna draft. I think that's just a. I think that's just a dumb thing to say. Unless they're not drafting a quarterback at four, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, uh, unless it's one of those situations where. Wilson, Lawrence, and Fields go one, two, three, right? And then you're sitting there at four, and you're not going to take, you know, 
Kyle Trask or whoever the fourth best quarterback is, right? That's the only way that they, they don't take a quarterback, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're, they're taking a quarterback. You know, I certainly don't see them uh, contending. I think we didn't, we didn't even mention the, the Packers. Well, I said Green Bay. I, oh, I said okay. Green Bay. Oh, okay, I think, okay. I think it's interesting, yeah, you, you know, Carolina was a team that overachieved this year. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey couldn't stay on the field. They were heavily in the Matthew Stafford sweepstakes. They only offered they offered a first, a fifth, and Teddy Bridgewater. Clearly, you see why the Rams or excuse me, the Lions turned that offer down. But I've heard that they're heavy players in Deshaun Watson. I think that's a team with the right quarterback. They got a, their defense is is really good. They got a lot of young talent on offense. I think the Carolina Panthers possibly could be a team that kind of comes out of nowhere. I don't know. I like the Dallas thing though. I I think I think the Dallas thing is is very very interesting with the, how explosive that offense and how just good and not well that defense was not was not good at all. But. Um, yeah, I like Dallas. I like that. I like that as a as a take. You know, they got to shore up some stuff on the defensive side, but I'm I'm really excited to see Matt Stafford in a QB friendly offense. That's you know going to do things that he does well. They're going to highlight those things and and do those things for him. And I'm really excited to see that offense with um, you know, a guy like that. You know, I talked about it before, but uh, the Packers with with uh LaFleur and, and Rodgers in his second season really took off you know he won the MVP and uh you know you put like one of those you know he he's obviously not on the level of of Aaron Rodgers but Stafford is you know fringe top 10 right right there I would say in that like 9 to 12 range and what if the Packers you know sign like Kenny Galladay or draft a wide receiver in the first round god forbid they no, actually... <laughs> won't do that well i'm just saying what if they actually went out spent some money said okay look our plan is for aaron Rodgers to be here two more years they need Let's... to go get uh, alan robinson you know or alan robinson or chris godwin or whatever who knows no love for the jared goff led detroit lions next year you don't think that no. You got any? Oh, wait a minute. Season's over. <laughs> I, I I file got deleted. Let's <laughs> let me hear what the final score was. So, ladies and gentlemen, file got deleted. Here is the final score for the inaugural water cooler football challenge. Honestly, the the inaugural water cooler basketball challenge isn't looking too much better for Luke right now. What are you talking about? I got the favorites. Still early. early. I've got all the favorites. What do you mean you've got all the favorites? Look at the record. I don't care about the record. If you look at the standings right now, I have, I have, you have one team in the top. It's, it's the Lakers who are now in third place or second place overall. And I don't care about records, especially not on February 8th. All I'm saying is I have. The Jazz aren't even going to win a playoff series. They might. (laughs) <laughs> all right let me look at this i haven't even updated it you don't um, i mean there's not much to really update just keep giving me points your score is set 
All right, so I had 105 points. So in the inaugural water cooler football challenge, Lukey C finished with 105 points. 105 big ones. Ryan okay. Saba finished with 194. That's <laughs> a bigger blowout than the game last night. Yes, this was definitely just as boring as that horrible football game. Look, I mean, you know, we'll just we'll put it on the put it on the board, and we'll we'll give you a shot next year. <coughs> just do a little more research. I'm not getting cute in these anymore. I wouldn't. So next year we gotta put some we gotta put a we gotta put a wager on it too. I mean, you know, this is this this. I mean, bragging rights is fun. You know, because that's, I mean, <laughs> that's like 31 to 9. But, uh, you know, it's all good, man. I still value your sports takes. Because we're not good. we're not going to let your ability to pick teams in a, in a fantasy situation impact the way we feel about you. Please. I've been picking winners for years. Not this, this, is the, this is the first time I've been wrong on this whole show. That's right. 40-some episodes. Don't forget, at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are also available on all your favorite streaming platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you consume podcasts you can find us we are also available on the believe podcast network the number one podcast network for professionals check us out today at believe.com that's b-l-e-a-v with that we love you and enjoy your lives somebody suck me oh tom brady baba yaga territory somebody suck me listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube